What's up, y'all, and welcome to the Jack Vita Show, part four, the last part of our four-part series of Jack and Jordan's NFL preview. Are you ready for this today, Jordan Morandini? Jack, we're running a back-to-back tonight. You're lucky, <laughs> you're lucky I'm not pulling a Kawhi on you <laughs> oh, oh in, the NBA, in the regular season. <laughs> no, I'm just messing with you. Thanks again, Jack, for having me back. Oh my goodness, you're coming out guns blazing tonight. <laughs> hey, I'm trying. I'm trying to add a little comedy in here here and there. <laughs> yes. I think we were, I think we were we made a couple more jokes last night on the third podcast cast than we did the two before. So I think as we're going on here, we're getting a lot more comfortable. Yeah. And we you know, I think it's partly that we're just like reaching the end. And we're like, wow, we've done seven or eight hours of this together and naturally just start to act a little goofy once you hit that wall. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, tonight, the two divisions we're talking about, we don't necessarily have a rooting interest in either. So, you know, we got to try and keep the energy the same that it's been that we brought when we were talking Jags and Steelers. Yeah, for sure. There'll be a lot of energy. Before we get to that, how'd you think our last one went? We did AFC South, NFC South. With Connor Ennis, what'd you think? I thought Con did a great job, really good guest. And Jack, again, I'm going to continue to mention this. I think your AFC South pick was just fantastic. <laughs> uh, I'm really looking forward to paying attention to the season and seeing how that one and hoping that one plays out the way you called it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so uh, if you don't know what we're talking about by now, go back and listen. Shouldn't be too hard for you to figure that one out, but. Go back and listen to that last episode. Lots of great stuff there. We're finally on the last part. This has been a little bit of a journey together. It has. And and to be quite honest with you, I like the fact that we're on the last one because that means we're getting closer and closer to the season. Yeah. Let's get into it today. We have another really great guest. Uh, Hopefully people have enjoyed the guest book for this four-part series. So, Jordan, you have talked on this podcast with him before, and it's been actually quite a while since I've had him on here because I had to take a little bit of a break during the basketball season last year with my health and everything. Uh, But he'll no doubt be ready for college and NBA season. I'm sure we'll do some kind of a preview show in a couple of months. And he has done several episodes on college basketball and NBA stuff with me in the past. Put your hands together for Evan Myers. How are you doing, Evan? Pretty good, Jack. How about you, man? I'm good. Good. It's been a while. Good to be back. (laughs) It's great to have you here. This is an interesting one because you are a Packers fan, so there's no fandom here. But you do have ties to one of the cities in these two divisions. Why don't you tell us about that? Yeah, yeah, San Diego. Yeah, I was born there, actually. So, <laughs> lived a year, don't remember it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I still refer to them as the San Diego Chargers, you know, even though they're up in L.A. now playing at that StubHub Stadium or whatever it is. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, the Chargers, my, it's my brother's favorite team. So, yeah, I got some ties there. Yes, so it'll it'll be very fun and without much further ado, let's just get into the action right here, right now. And let's preview the AFC West. So, Evan, let's get you started here. What is your outlook on the Denver Broncos this season? 
I love the Broncos this year. I think, uh, and I don't really know why, but I think it's a mixture of a couple things. Um, you know, they got Vic Fangio coming over, um, one of the best defensive coordinators, or one of the most consistent, I guess, in, in the NFL for a while. And, uh, you know, it goes right over to Denver, who has a great defense in place already with Bob Miller. Bradley Chubb came along quite well last year. Um, so I think that, along with adding a guy like Joe Flacco, and I know a lot of people, you know, he's not elite. He's not in that top category. There's always the debate, is he an elite <laughs> quarterback or not? He's not up there, but, um, you know, I think we could see Denver, I don't know, I see them as a wild card team, just kind of being that nasty team this year that wins a lot of, you know, 17 to 13 games and 12 to 9, you know, those weird scores just kind of grinding it out in the AFC West and uh, making a wild card push this year. That's interesting. I mean, good old Joe Flacco, you shut down the elite talk right away, right there, (laughs) (laughs) which is what commonly comes up when his name's mentioned. (laughs) Um, Look, when Flacco has played 16 games, guys, he's never, uh, never had less than eight wins. And that is a span of, let's see, one, two, five, six, seven, I think almost eight, nine seasons. Um, he had, of course, the shortened season last year where Lamar Jackson took over. They had one injury-riddled season where he was under 500, but he's consistently won in this league when given the opportunity and when healthy when he's played 16 games. Um, and a lot of that, to be quite honest with you, has been the great Ravens defenses that he had consistently when he was in Baltimore. And Anquan Bolden, too, by the way. Uh, good old Anquan Bolden. <laughs> Anquan Bolden, that combo. He didn't go to Northwestern, did he, Jack? He did. <laughs> he did not. Oh, okay. man. Um, just had to check that. Um, but hey, yeah, you brought I mean, up Northwestern tonight. Let's I did not forget tonight. That. I did. I did tonight. We had to mix it in. We have to keep it in. Also, beat him to the punch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Um, but he's coming over to really, guys. What to me kind of feels like a similar situation in what's going to be asked of him. Uh, you touched on it a little bit. I love their defensive front, Evan. They have a couple of guys, Bradley Chubb came on in a big way last year. He's going to be a great player for a long time. And they still have good old Von Miller. And on the backside, too, Chris Harris Jr. has really been one of the best corners in the league um, for the past couple seasons. Now, in terms of maybe my questions with this team, I'm not sure how many playmakers they have for Flacco around him. One good thing that I did see this preseason, I think Emmanuel Sanders was back and ended up playing in that pre- third preseason game. And he's coming off a torn Achilles. So the fact that he, and I think it happened what week two or three last year, like it was into the season. So the fact that he was able to turn around so quick and end up playing in a preseason game. And I think he'll be at least questionable for week one. That is a big get if he's back for a guy like Flacco, but apart from him, I don't love a lot of their weapons. Um, their receiving core is very questionable. I guess Cortland Sutton is probably considered their number two behind him. And Philip Lindsay had a really good season a year ago, but the question is how you know how he can he follow that up? Um, they do have a good backup running back in Royce Freeman, so you may see a little bit of a timeshare there. But um, I think this is it's a solid team. I don't think there, anything really jumps out to you. I think it's a good defensive team, and you know Flacco just needs to take care of the football. And I think this is a team that can win you know anywhere from seven to nine games. I think this team's all right. Um but nothing really to write home about. We it seems very similar to the squad they had last year. Six and ten a year ago. Any off season acquisitions in addition to Flacco that you guys look at that could potentially 
take them a, uh, a couple of notches. I know Evan is higher on them than we are, Jordan. <laughs> no, I mean, there's aside from Flacco and I think uh, Fangio coming. I mean, I yeah. think I think it all just coming together. It's all going to come together this year. Um, it's similar to like Baltimore, like you were saying. Um, you know, I can understand the lack of playmakers and. You know, there's question marks kind of around who's the number two receiver, who's the number one running back. Um, but I don't know. I just see I see them being able to capitalize in a lot of their games this year. They play. I mean, they've got a great home field advantage. Um, I think it's going to come to help them. And it's going to be one of those close ones where it's coming out of the last couple of weeks and they're, they're able to sneak in there. Well, this was a team a year ago. They go six and ten. Who was, It was Keenum, correct? Yeah. Keenum was their yeah. starting quarterback mm-hmm. a year ago. I would I would consider Flacco an upgrade from Keenum heading into this season. Would you guys? Yeah, I think so. I mean, he's got he's got more experience for sure. Uh, mm-hmm. He won he won a Super Bowl, you know. Um, so I think you can you can go back to that. Um, you know, maybe similar play styles. They don't take a ton of chances really. Um, but yeah, I, I'd say he's an upgrade for sure over Keenum. And uh, I don't even know where he is. Keenum Washington now. I mean, you guys, yeah. I think yep. just just named the starter. Yeah. So. Um, you know, he's still got a starting gig, but he's not he's not like that crazier he had in Minnesota. So Well, I think he's more seasoned, but the one thing I will give Keenum is he's more mobile. So I don't know. I don't think it's a I think it's an upgrade, but I don't think it's a very significant upgrade. That I I don't see it being one that's going to give him two games up from last year. Maybe yeah. it could. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, and I don't think a lot of I mean in terms of where people rank these quarterbacks, I think Flacco and Keenum are both towards the bottom, you know, 10 ish of the league probably at this point in Flacco's career. So yeah, I think it's a, it's a small upgrade I would say, but again, nothing that makes a huge impact towards their outlook heading into this year. They were six and 10 a year ago. If we look at their win over under total this year, Vegas has them at seven. What do you guys think? Mm. I, Evan, you would go over? Yeah, I think they're going to get to 9 or 10 this year. I would say, I think I think 7 and 9, given a couple teams in their division. 7 and 9 makes sense. I would go under. I think that this is a team that, again, I don't think this is a bad team because they have had such a good defense over the last few years. Von Miller... It's similar to what we projected for Baltimore, but I think Baltimore's a little better than them this year. Also, this division is interesting. We're going to get to some of these other teams. I don't know. I don't think the Raiders are going to be as horrible as they were last year. And so I just don't really know in terms of division if there's anyone that they can gang up on. Now, maybe the Raiders are still there. But I think that this division could be one that beats each other up a little bit. And along with that, the two divisions that they do have on their schedule this season are the AFC South and the NFC North. So those are teams with a lot of high-quality teams. So it's not necessarily an easy schedule for Denver either. Okay, so I would go under. I think they're probably right around where they were last year. They're going to play some games against teams like the Steelers, and they're going to somehow... Uh, maybe not somehow, but they're gonna they're gonna win them because of their defense. They're gonna win some of those games, those grinded out games that Evan mentioned, and they're going to look like a pretty good team at times, in my opinion. But I don't think they're gonna end up being more than a seven and nine team potentially. I got them around 
six wins is what I would say. All right, Evan over, me push, you under. There yes. <laughs> yeah, that's good. I'm in. <laughs> Take my money. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, they'll be solid, I think. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll so. see. I, I, I think last year I was I didn't have them as a playoff team, but I was a little higher on them than I was this year, and now I'm just kind of – I would I don't want to do it two years in a row with them. I think they're just kind of stuck in this spot. And I don't know what they're going to do long-term at quarterback because Flacco is how old? 34. Yeah, so 34. Uh, there's still some productive years there. I just feel like this team, they whiffed on Paxton Lynch. He was out after like two Rock years, Osweiler. right? They cut him. Osweiler. Osweiler. <laughs> they've whiffed a couple times. This has not been a team. Post-Peyton Manning, they've kind of been searching. Well, they didn't give the contract to Osweiler. They they bought low on him. They brought him back. I think Osweiler actually started a game or two for them last year. Who's the guy they just got, though? They got someone in the draft recently, right? Drew Locke out of Missouri. Oh, Drew oh Locke. yeah. Yeah, oh. second-round pick. So, nice. I mean, he could he could turn into something, maybe. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's the same question, Paxton Lynch. I thought that guy was going to be the top top quarterback in that class, and I was dead wrong. <laughs> so <laughs> That was a draft with Wentz and Goff, I think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. Okay. Let's move over to, they were the team that finished in third last year in the AFC West. Let's talk about the team that finished fourth in the AFC West. They did a lot this offseason, Jordan. What can you tell me about their offseason additions this year? Well, yeah, the Oakland Raiders. I mean, when I was scrolling through all of the free agent moves, I had to like legitimately scroll, scroll to find the end of the Raiders' <laughs> <laughs> move they, they brought in and traded and signed a bunch of guys um they spent a ton of money this offseason obviously they made the big deal for antonio brown um and that was what two draft it was like a third rounder and a fifth rounder so that brought in a ton of money in terms of what they're gonna have to pay ab and then they also signed trent brown who was a, an offensive lineman to a monster deal a four-year 66 million dollar deal and they made a bunch of like smaller moves to uh vantes perfect's a one-year deal, Isaiah Crowell, a one-year deal. Um, those are the, the majority of the notable guys. Um, but I'm just not sure if they did enough here to um, change the fortune of this team. Uh, Jack, I expect you to be decently high on these guys. I'm not high on them, but I think they're going to be an upgrade from last year. I, yeah, I would expect an upgrade. And, I mean, anytime you get a guy, look – as long as the helmet ends up not being an issue, if Antonio Brown is on the field, <laughs> I mean, he has been as consistently dominant as any receiver we've seen for, for a long time. Um, now, the big question here is, yes, he's always had Ben Roethlisberger throwing to him, so it'll be interesting to see how that translates with a guy like Derek Carr, who, honestly, guys, two years ago, was it maybe two, yeah, two years ago heading into that season, he was, he was like, potential like people were talking like potential top five he had like that mvp type year yeah he was right in the talks and then had just took a monster step back ever since um but maybe a guy like antonio brown is able to get him back to kind of that elite level to where Derek Derek carr can take a huge step um so that'll be really the one big thing that i'm looking out for this team this year i think the key really is if Derek carr can play at a tip-top level i think the raiders can surprise some people um, 
I think their defense isn't going to be great, but I think it'll be better than it was a year ago. Um, and apart from that, I think maybe the only other question I have is their run game. Josh Jacobs is the rookie they brought in, and I think he's expected to start right from the get-go. Uh, he was an Alabama running back, and there's some there's been some successful Alabama running backs around the league. It's never really a bad thing when you're picking Alabama guys, so <laughs> I, would, I would take my chances with Jacobs being pretty good in the backfield. Um, so, yeah, I think this team definitely is an upgrade from a year ago. Now the question is how much of an upgrade. A year ago they were, what, 4-12? and 12? Um, I like them right around six to seven wins probably. And honestly, I mean, it really depends on Derek Carr. I've never been a huge Derek Carr guy, but I mean, if he can get back to that level, he was once at, they can, you know, make some noise. You mentioned Derek Carr that season he had two years ago where he's coming off that MVP caliber season. He broke his back that season. It's kind of like what we were talking about with Stafford last week. If you break your back, it's hard to play at a high level at the quarterback <laughs> position. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> but no, he needs weapons. I think that this is potentially a make-or-break year for him with this franchise because he got that big deal, and he's still better than whatever you want to say about him. He's better than a lot of quarterbacks in this league. Like I would think, maybe not money-wise, but you wouldn't mind having him on your Jaguars, right? No, I. but the you mentioned, I think the big issue is the contract that yes. comes with him. Yeah, so I think this is it. You give him a chance with a top-flight receiver like Antonio Brown, see what he can do, and if he can stay healthy, if you can protect him, and you see what you got, and you kick the tires, and if it's not there, then maybe Gruden wants to bring in his own quarterback. Yeah, for sure. No, I, I'm with you guys on that. I think this is Carr's last chance, kind of, which I hate to say. I like the guy a lot, <laughs> but... uh I just don't know if Gruden's all in on him, you know, and that's, he kind of was in, he kind of took him over, was, uh, you know, entrusted with, with Carr from before. And I could almost see him going off and, and getting his own guy if things don't work out this year. So. And the big problem here, guys, I think with Derek Carr is if they're to cut him after this year, I think they have a huge cap hit. So they're going to have a big decision to make because Carr's yeah. under contract all the way yeah. until 2022. Right. It's not a free agent until 2023. So whether it would be a type of thing where they try and trade for somebody or, you know, get or trade Derek Carr to somebody to have them take on his contract. Um, I think with if there if he didn't have the contract with him, I think there'd be a ton of teams looking to make a move for Derek Carr if he was oh, on yeah. the free agent market. I'm looking at, they have a, hmm, I'm trying to see. When's it, the guaranteed money stopped? Do you guys know? I'm trying to read this contract. I'm not sure. It looks like I think if they cut him after this year, it's a 10 mil dead cap hit, I believe. Yeah. I'm not good with contracts. I don't necessarily take that huge fan <laughs> off, but I, I think that is what it is. And if they don't, he's under con- I mean, he's under contract to 2023. So those 2020, 2021, and 2022 years, they're going to be paying him 22 mil, which actually, really, if you look around the league, you know, 22 mil isn't tip-top money. No. Uh, I think it's right around where Nick Foles got paid for the Jags now. But, I mean, if he's not playing well, it, it is hard sometimes to put a great roster around a quarterback that isn't on a rookie deal nowadays. Um, so you need him to play well with that contract. And the, with the money that you're giving Antonio Brown as well. Well, yeah. Too. That's a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, of- you know, one other thing I like about this squad I'll say it real quick, and then I want Evan to give some more thoughts on this team. 
I like that they're, they stockpiled assets. Now the Cooper and Mac trades that everyone's going to, everyone still talks about. They they got beaten up for those trades. I mean, clearly look at what Amari Cooper's production was before. Now maybe that that maybe that's something to say about Derek Carr. Maybe that's something about their scheme that they weren't utilizing him well. But they got a first round pick for him, and Dallas was three and five at the time. And the Bears were coming off uh, another losing year. So those picks ended up being, you know, they had two first round picks that weren't the highest of the high, but they weren't the lowest of the low. They were, those were probably, I would guess, somewhere around the maybe the early 20s would be my guess. And so they, they're stockpiling some assets. And I always like that kind of strategy if you're able to capitalize on those picks. We see it a lot in the NBA. There's the baseball version, which is trading for the prospects. So I think this team has brighter days ahead of itself from last year. I mean, it's hard to get worse from last year. But I think this team is on the up. I like what Gruden's doing here. Yeah, they're just kind of, like you said, they just went through a complete revamp last year um, with getting rid of those guys, and um, it's still going to take a couple years to see if it all paid off, but, you know, we see Josh Jacobs in there as their RB1 right now, um, that's from the Mac trade, I believe, so, you know, we'll see what he can do, um, if, if it's really worth it to give up a, a generational defensive guy like that to, to try to win now, um, you know, and they go in all, all in on Brown here, so... It will be interesting to see. I mean, we won't. I don't know if we'll see it all this year. Click. Um, you know, it'll just kind of be a thing that that happens over the course of the next couple of years and really plays itself out. It seems like this team's almost kind of in a mixed scenario here because when you make a deal for a guy like Antonio Brown, I, I get it. You're trying to give your young quarterback a really, really nice weapon, um, but then you're making all these other deals that are stocking up first round picks. So it's almost like the AB move feels like a win now move. Whereas all these other moves feel like, you know, we're playing for two, three years down the road. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, it has to be something to that. They think that they can do the worst to first turnaround to some extent, or at least take a big jump this year. That'll put them in a good spot going into next year because they are going to have an easy, well, their division is tough. Mm-hmm. And we those divisions that they play, but they're also going to play some of the last place teams. Right, right. Well, and like you said, I mean, you guys were just hitting on it the, a couple of years back before the whole car back thing happened. I mean, they were ten and two, and they were Super Bowl favorites. Yeah. You know, and I know a lot of the teams gone, and a lot of it's changed now. But Carr's still there, and you you got to think that um, you know his mind is getting back to that point, ten and two, talk of the talk of the NFL, and, and really making a run at the Super Bowl and. We've seen worst to first. I mean, this is the league to do it in. So, uh, you know, we'll see what happens here. What's your projection of them this season, Evan? Record-wise? Yeah, so I'll give you their over-under. It's six. All right. Man, I was going to say right there. I think five and 11, six and 10, somewhere in that frame. Uh, yeah, I think they're a game better than they were a year ago. I, got, I think five and 11 here. Okay, I would go slightly over. I think they're around seven or eight wins this year. I think if we're looking at the... Let's do something interesting here, guys. If we're looking at last year's standings, the last place teams from last year, which have the highest likelihood to take a big jump this year, I'll give you these teams. 
the Jets. I think that they have maybe their good one. Uh, Bengals, Jets, Jaguars, which we talked about in the last episode. Raiders, Giants, Lions, Bucks, and Cardinals. I think it's the Bucks. Oh, yeah. Wow. I think it's we the Bucks. We should have had him on the last episode. I think it's the yeah. Jags. Out of the teams you mentioned, I think it's the Jags. Why the Bucks, Evan? I just think, I mean, I know everyone's kind of, there, there's mixed opinions. Everyone's kind of hopping on the bandwagon or not. But they got Bruce, Bruce Arians now, who's been able to support two receivers before. Um, you know, Chris Godwin, fantasy breakout potentially this year. Uh, you got him as your number two guy to Evans. And then I think that they're really going to be able to figure out Jameis this year. Um, I, I know he's on like his ninth life now, it seems like. But <laughs> I think Arians will be able to figure him out. And, um, you know, for all the reports right now are, are saying that uh, Jameis is really picking up on the offense as well. So I think that's going to be – and that's that's a whole division there too where you've got a lot of question marks. Breeds did not look good at the end of the year. Uh, Cam's a little – hurt right now who knows about the falcons they missed the playoffs last year so i don't know i just i think they've got the most room to capitalize and and flip that whole division i actually jack i like that yeah that was a strong take (laughs) yeah i like it (laughs) because i I think a lot of what we talked about i mean we talked about the question marks with the falcons and panthers yesterday yeah and we figured the Saints were going to take a step back so there are some games in that division where the Bucks could improve from five and eleven, I don't think either neither of us had that. I think we both had them still finishing fourth in that division, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. But I like it, Evan. Oh, <laughs> thanks, guys. I like the take. <laughs> yeah, and they have a really good coach. Jump on the bandwagon. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> We're looking at some of these in terms of upside. I'm also, I would say, Jaguars. I do think I'm not. Again, I'm not I'm going to make this clear. I'm not picking the Raiders to win the division like I did last year. Uh, and by the way, I picked them when they still had Khalil Mack. So hopefully they don't trade um uh Antonio Brown or someone right now <laughs> over this next week. Uh hopefully no big trades happen that really change our predictions, but I think that this team is going to I think it's interesting I think it's one of the most interesting of these teams that finished last place last year I've not been able to watch hard knocks because I don't have HBO but I think I think the Raiders are going to be take a step from 4 and 12 to mediocrity this year that's my that's my prediction I would not be surprised if they ended up uh nine and seven I wouldn't be surprised if they ended up third in the division ahead of the Broncos. <laughs> but apart from that, uh, I just don't see too much upside here. I, I think nine and seven is generous. I think that's probably their cap. But, I mean, you know, it, it could happen. They got Brown now, Gruden, a couple of years, and, uh, you know, it could happen. We'll see. Basically, I like I'm higher on them than you guys are. Uh, like, I guess I'm higher on them in the way that you guys are higher on Denver, but this is still, this would be my third place team in the division to be clear. Fair enough. Fair enough. So six, I say they are seven or eight wins. You guys are going under. So you guys think around five. Is that what you both say? Yeah. Five and 11. That was very good collective. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jinx. <laughs> Spot on. Okay. 
Evan, why don't you tell us about the San, uh, the San Diego Chargers of LA? Yes. No, still call them. Yeah, just call them San Diego. They got moved back to Qualcomm. <laughs> now, no, we can I, call them the Los Angeles Chargers of San Diego. San like Diego, the, right? Los like Angeles. we're about to have the uh, the Montreal Marlins of Florida or St. Petersburg, or whatever they're going to be. <laughs> yeah. Or the Rays. The Rays. I'm sorry. Yeah. The Rays. Yeah. Yeah, the Montreal, yeah, whatever. Uh, no, I think this Chargers team, I mean, look, like they got the big question mark right now with Gordon. They're one of the teams that still is missing one of their star players. And it's weird that we're talking about multiple teams at this time of year missing a star player. But they're one of them. And I could see that deal extending into the regular season pretty far. I, I wouldn't be surprised if it's just a Le'Veon Bell situation. He doesn't play this year. Um, but I think they've got enough regardless of that to still be a top team in the AFC and even a Super Bowl favorite this year, um, you know, just with what they've got on the offensive side replacing him. You know, they've got Austin Eckler, who is, you know, what you want in a fantasy running back. And Justin Jackson. And you got to get your Justin Jackson plug. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Seventh rounder, if I'm right. Seventh rounder Whoa. last year. Yeah. Last oh, round. yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you meant yeah. in fantasy. No, not high. Not that. <laughs> no. Not that high. Yeah, not until Gordon gets traded. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seventh seventh rounder in the real NFL draft. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, and he's just a little guy that runs really hard, and he had a really nice game last year. Um, I want to say the Steelers, one. of course. Yeah, Sunday night game. I think it was. He rushed for <laughs> 130 yards. So <laughs> I felt so conflicted, and I don't know if you guys remember this, but clearly a lot of the sports media stars went to Northwestern. And they just took over Twitter that night. Michael Wilbon, Rachel Nichols, they're all just like, Justin Jackson, the ball carrier, which is, yep. yeah, <laughs> it took over Twitter. People, I remember seeing a lot of tweets where like, what are you talking about? Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, no, they, I mean, they got him and Eckler, and I think it's going to be pretty close to like a one-two punch there. You'll see a lot of Eckler on third down plays and Jackson doing the early work, so um, you know, I like that. I like Keenan Allen a lot, and I think Mike Williams is really going to step up this year, step into a big role for them. Um, a couple guys they've lost either to free agency or just to injury. Tyrell Williams is one guy um, they're they're going to be losing. He went to Oakland, who we just talked about, and then also um, Derwin James is a big hit to them. Uh, he's out till gosh, I think they said December, maybe, maybe if he's able to come back then. And that's just a massive blow to them um, defensively. But, you know, I really still think that they've got enough here. Phillip Rivers is still, he's got a lot of heart for um, being around as long as he has. And I think he really wants to push this team over the top. And um, I don't know, I like these guys a lot. I think that, uh, you know, some people might think they take a step back, but I think they're going to be right where they were last year, about 12 and 4, 11 and 5, somewhere in there. Jack, I've said a couple on a couple of these podcasts talking about specific teams, how much I just love their depth chart from top to bottom. And this is another one that I really, really, really do like. I just don't think there's really any weak spots in this team. Yeah, um, They're good up front. They have a good defensive line. Now, I think the big question is this team, it seems like year in, year out, is hurt by injury. I know Keenan Allen's dealt with some injuries throughout the past couple of years. Joey Bosa seems like he's literally never on the field. Um, <laughs> and really unfortunate, uh, Der- the Derwin James injury to me is uh, just a monster one. Good job touching on that. He's a 
he was a rookie a year ago and really was a star safety. He was considered maybe a, a top three to five safety in the game right out of his rookie year. Um, so that is a monster loss, and I believe it's a foot injury that's going to hold him out four to five months almost. So he's going to miss a majority of this regular season. Um, so that's just a huge, huge hit. Um, but in terms of, like, if everybody was on the field for this team, I was ready to pick them for this division over the Chiefs. Um, but I think the fact that they're, they're going to be missing their star running back, I'm with Ev here. I don't think Melvin Gordon is going to play um, at least the first couple weeks. I think this is going to be kind of like a Bell situation, too. Um, he sh- Honestly, he shows no signs of wanting to come to the Chargers until the contract's there. So unless they give in, um, I, I just don't see that happening. And again, I, we touched on this with the Zeke thing. Like NFL, please make a change. <laughs> we don't. No, we don't. We don't. I don't know what the change is, but nobody wants to watch star running backs not play in games because they're not paid how they should be. Um, it's just frustrating. I get why the teams can't pay them, um, given how hard the cap is now and how easy it is to kind of refill the running back position. But it's just it's so frustrating. That makes fantasy football life ten times harder. <laughs> um, I think you could up the salary cap, still have a salary cap, but up it somehow. I You have to wonder, but then you have to wonder if quarterbacks are going to just take that money and end up yeah, getting exactly. 40, 40 million a year instead of 30. Would there be a max contract? Could they that do that? Could, that could potentially be a way to do it. I'm not sure, um, but it's going to be interesting to see because you have to think the players' union, whenever this next player deal is, um, there's going to be some serious talk about the running back position directly. Um one move they did make over the offseason that I really like, they brought in Thomas Davis, who's a veteran guy, a really, really good veteran linebacker for the Panthers. He was kind of a star for them for a while. He's kind of on his last leg now, but I do like that veteran leadership there um, in the linebacker position for the Chargers. Um, the Melvin Gordon thing and then the Derwin James injury, that brought them down a little bit for me. I'm not as big on the Justin Jackson and Eckler combo as maybe you guys are. Um, I think it fills the position, but it just doesn't have that superstar feel that Melvin Gordon potentially brings. So I do like this team as a playoff team. I think 10-6 and six makes sense. Uh, Phillip Rivers quietly played some really, really good football last year. And, you know, he's got some serious weapons. Travis Benjamin's a great deep threat, and Mike Williams and Keenan Allen are two really good receivers. So I do like a lot about this team. One other guy they add into that, that core this year, um, flipped my mind, was is Hunter Henry who's coming back from there. Uh-huh. So that's another guy, you know, you throw into the equation and mm-hmm. I'm just looking at his stats from two years ago. I mean, it's nothing spectacular, but in 14 games, uh, he had 45 catches, 579 yards, four touchdowns, which was good for, uh, it looks like third and pretty much everything. Just another weapon. Yeah. So another guy, another red zone target when they get down there, um, you know, for, for rivers to throw to. I hear both your guys' points. I like them. I would not pick them to win the division, but I think they're a wild card team. Uh, I don't really know who's going to be better than them. I like the depth that you both you guys mention. I think this is a good team from top to bottom. And Philip Rivers is going to get a chance. I mean, who knows how many years that guy has left. He's going <laughs> to capitalize here. He, I think he's going to be back in the playoffs two years in a row. It had been too long. And I think last year was actually, they had gone about four years without a Sunday night football game from before the game with the Steelers, which I won't get into the calls from that game, (laughs) because oh boy. There we go. (laughs) We don't want any trouble here. But 
Here's the thing. Before that, their last Sunday night football game was 2014. Wow. And with a guy like Philip Rivers, that seems kind of ridiculous. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? That's crazy. I think they're going to ride that wave. They're going to stay relevant, stay a playoff team once again in 2019. Yeah, I could see that. I think every year, too, it's like we get a little more glimpse into Philip Rivers. Like, he's more of a character every year. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, you guys. I love that press conference, the, the little field interview they had after the uh, Chargers-Steelers game. I mean, dude is fired up. <laughs> and I love to see that. You know, it's just we, we see a little bit more uh, emotion and attitude and character out of that guy. Yes. He's a, he's a great character. We definitely didn't see as much of that. Uh, in his early days, he just, it seemed like, I remember there was that rivalry between him and him and Cutler when Cutler was with Denver and it just seemed like, okay, these are two punky QBs that don't like each other, but <laughs> I, I'm so glad we've gotten to know more about Phillip Rivers. I feel like we kind of figured out what Cutler was pretty early on and <laughs> to that <laughs> reputation didn't change a whole lot. Not a big Cutler guy, Jack. <laughs> hey, I was saying on the AFC East one, I'm like, I wish he was still the Dolphins quarterback because he's more interest. I said he was more interesting than Fitzmagic. And I just think stuff with Cutler is just naturally funny in it with him involved. That's the last quarterback the Dolphins need right now. <laughs> hey, he might be. He might win the starting job, though, if he was there. <laughs> yeah, he might, honestly. Dude, Cutler, in, in all seriousness, Cutler was a good quarterback. He was a solid quarterback. Yeah. You know, middle of the road. Yeah. Not horrible, not great. He didn't get up to that Pro Bowl level because he was a Pro Bowler one year, and the Bears were hoping that he would. I mean, he was like 25 when they traded for him. They were hoping that's what they were going to have for the next 10 years. He wasn't that, but he was better than, I don't know. People were acting like, oh, my goodness, Jay Cutler is the worst in the league, but he wasn't that. He was He was solid. He was talented. Yeah, and you can't be the worst in the league to, and last as long as he did. He was in the league no. for 10-plus years. How did we get here? That's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> oh, We're talking man. about Rivers. Talking about Jay Cutler in 2019. <laughs> yeah, we need to move on. <laughs> the Chargers are at 10. Ooh, that seems like a pretty good number for them. i say they're at 10 or 11 wins is what I would go with. Say so it's 10 even? Yes. To- that's interesting. So many of these are even. You would think there's yeah. no point fives anywhere. Um, yeah, I, I actually said 10 and 6, so I'll stick with that. I got them over. I think they're at 11, uh, maybe 12. We'll see. But I, I like, honestly, I'm just, and we'll get to this with the Chiefs, but I like the end of the Chargers schedule a lot better than the end of the Chiefs. So are you picking the Chargers as your division champ? Yes. Okay. (laughs) All right. So I have them as a wild card. I'll note that here. So my two wild cards, I got the Chargers and the Texans. Uh, I have the Chargers and Jags. Okay. So you have them as a wild. We all have them as a playoff team. Yes. All right. I can't remember if I said the Browns were one of the wild card teams, but the Jags end up beating them out somehow, somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing with doing these four podcasts. I have to remember what I said on the first one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's talk about the final team in this division, the 
Kansas City Chiefs, everyone, they might be, I haven't seen, it doesn't say on here who the odds on favorites are, but it seems like if you talk to anyone, this is, this is it from the common fan. Everyone is up on Kansas City this year. Evan, why are you not as high on them, at least as a division winner? Because <laughs> I got to have a hot take every time I come on this podcast. <laughs> 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 no, I just I I mean they're gonna be hot. I mean you know Patrick Mahomes is electric. The dude is unreal. But I just think we're gonna see some regression. I just I don't think that they're gonna be able to post the numbers and all the record breaking stats and everything that they were able to do last year. And it kind of you know you said not that Mahomes could choose any different, but you set yourself up for some disappointment. It's you know I compare it to. You get those NBA rookies like Jason Tatum and Donovan Mitchell and, you know, some guys like that who do so well their rookie year and everyone's like, all right, they're going to be a top five guy in the league or top ten guy in the league the next year. And then it just it doesn't come through naturally like that. So now maybe Mahomes is the exception. He's pretty, pretty spectacular. But that's really my thought process is that I just don't think that they're going to be in a similar position that they were last year where, um yeah, you know, I just don't know if the offense clicks the same way this year without guys like Kareem Hunt, and uh, I, I don't know. I could be completely wrong, but what do you guys think? Uh, yeah, I think I like where you're going there. I expect a little bit of regression on the offensive side of the ball, um, and I think that's just one natural. What Mahomes had 50 touchdowns a year ago. Right. If he yeah. regresses to 40, 40 to 45, so <laughs> yeah, is that really that bad? Yeah. Um, but, I mean, this is an offense a year ago that led the league in points. They averaged 35 a game. I think the big question mark to avoid any regret, regression in terms of their team performance here is the defense needs to be a little better because a lot of these games that they won a year ago were shootouts. I mean, Mahomes was having to put up 35 for them to win. Um, the defense a year ago was 24th in the league, allowing 26 points a game. So I think that's kind of what they focused on with a lot of their offseason moves here. They bring in or they make the trade for Frank Clark from the Seahawks. He's a, de- a good defensive end. They bring in Honey Badger, Tyrone Matthew, who played some really good safety for Houston a year ago. Um, that was a big deal. That was a three-year, $42 million deal. And they brought in two more defensive ends. So they're really trying to beef up this defensive line. Um, and, and I think for good reason, really, because this was not a good defense a year ago. Um, but it is a defense that I think if it does improve, it's something that can definitely help a, regre- a potential regression. Um, offensively, yes, they're not going to have Kareem Hunt, but I do like Damian Williams a lot. They're running back, the backup running back who ended up having um, a pretty nice finish to the season. He had that really good game in the playoffs against the Colts where he ran for over 120. Um, and they also brought in, I believe, Darwin Thompson. Yeah, a yep. rookie. He's a sleeper. A, yeah, potential sleeper. <laughs> Big sleeper. Yeah, potential sleeper. I think a lot of people in fantasy are kind of hopping on that bandwagon. If Williams gets off to a slow start for whatever reason, um, he could be because he's a speed guy. And in this offense, I mean, more than maybe any other in the league, speed can definitely kill you. Um, so that, that potentially is a really, really good one-two punch in that backfield. Um, so I don't really see a drop off, you know, from losing Kareem Hunt to those two guys in this offense. Plus, they have such a good play call. Andy Reid is such a good coach. Um, and I think maybe the biggest news, guys, Tyree Kill is back and he's playing. Uh, there was the story over the offseason where he's potentially going to miss some games. Whether you feel like he should have missed games or not, he's on the field. So I think that's obviously huge for Patrick Mahomes. 
And along with that, they've got Travis Kelsey, who now that Gronk's gone, is pretty much the definitive, whether you want to debate him and Ertz or whatever, him and Kittle, I think he's the definitive best tight end in the game as currently constructed. So there's a lot to like about this team. They're my division winner. I'd say most most dynamic would be the most best race for him. Okay, fair enough. Um, but regardless, the number one fantasy tight end, and that's what yes. really matters here. Yeah, uh, maybe most explosive as well. <laughs> that dude is yeah, explosive they, on and off the field. <laughs> there you go. Uh, but I, I, I do like that they beefed up the defense. I think the offense regresses a little bit, but I think the defense, too, is a little bit better than it was a year ago. So um, I have the Chargers at 10 wins. I think Kansas City can be as good as 12-4, and four, um, but I wouldn't be surprised. I think 11-5 and five is probably what I would go here. Um, give it a little regression. They are playing once again a first place schedule, so that can be that can be tough. Now they did win the they did that last year as well, but I also would go over on their ten and a half. Uh, I'd say eleven and five seems about right, but I think if you're looking at home field for the playoffs, I guess you'd have to get twelve wins uh, to be in that or maybe not home field, uh, getting a first round bye, you're going to need 12 wins in order to do that. So I think you're looking at for that two buys. I think you got the Patriots Steelers and chiefs. I think those are the three that you look at two roses, three teams. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think that's what the majority would. I think the majority would say, obviously chiefs and Pats will be, the two, I think those are the two definitive favorites here in the AFC. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, you guys all bring up great points there. Um, it's, you know, they're, they're going to be in the playoffs, I think. I think I'll be that guy and say they're 10-6 and six just to put the under there. But, <laughs> <laughs> you know, get, getting back to, like, kind of what you were talking about, and I brought it up, too, the schedule. Um, you know, I know it's, it's early. We don't know what these teams are going to be like. But their last four games, they play at New England December 8th. They, then they have Denver at home. So I'm high on Denver, but, I mean, they get them at least in Arrowhead. But then they play a tough game in Chicago, December 22nd, and then they finish it off with L.A. So I think that's three, maybe four playoff teams right there that they got to finish the season with. Um, and, you know, if they don't take care of business to start the year, which I think they shouldn't have a problem. I mean, they're probably they're going to come out the gates 5-0, and 6-0, and somewhere around there. Um, those could be some tough games at the end of the year in terms of seeding, like you're saying, and making sure that the playoffs run through Arrowhead. Very, yeah, very fair point. Yeah, looking at their schedule, I think the the start is probably so important for this. They can't have a slow start. Even a four and two start with their given schedule may feel slow. Apart from maybe at Jags in week one, and I mean hosting Houston in week six. There's right. a lot of teams early on where. They should be wins for the squad. The other one note I will make about this team, and I know people will have questions about it, is just that people have had an entire offseason to plan against a year of Mahomes NFL tape. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know how much there is to that. I mean, I do think Mahomes is legit. I think this is one of your best quarterbacks in the league regardless, but could throw a monkey wrench into their plans to some degree. There, there could be, as you guys mentioned, some form of regression from 50 touchdowns. Yeah, I would agree, but I do think just the the ability to have so many dynamic playmakers in the way yeah. they do that 
it's even if you know it's coming, it's still going to be tough to stop it. <laughs> yeah. Tyree Kill is not easy to stop when he's trying to beat a guy deep, and we saw that very, very consistently last year. And if you play him deep, you double the over. There's Travis Kelsey right over the middle. So I think there's, there's, a, there's a lot of tough guys on this offense to stop. I mean, we didn't even mention Sammy Watkins, who's a really good number two right. receiver for them, too. So, yeah. Yeah, I just want to see that double end around with Tyreek Hill and Darwin Thompson. <laughs> <laughs> good luck. Trying to defend that. <laughs> good luck. Better have some serious speed on that back end of the game. Right. Yep. <laughs> Safeties are going to be scrambling. Yeah. <laughs> Well, guys, let's go over to the NFC West. You guys ready for this? Let's do it. Yeah. Any team that, uh, Jordan, you'd like to start with? I mean, let's get them out of the way. Let's talk about the Niners opening up. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me about the Niners. To me, this feels like the weakest team in this division heading into this year. And I know the Cardinals were worse a year ago. Um, But I... I just have some serious question marks about Jimmy Garoppolo. Just because they paid him the huge money, and I know he tore the ACL a year ago. Um, But he is back, and he had a full preseason, I believe. But, guys, he didn't look very good in the preseason. And to me, I mean, this is a guy a year off of football. He comes back. um, He's not surrounded with a ton of talent offensively in terms of guys around him, Um, apart from maybe George Kittle, who put together a really, really nice season last year. Um, but I don't really love any of their receivers. Um, I don't love any of their backs either. They have kind of a lot of journeyman backs in this backfield. Jarek McKinnon, uh, Tevin Coleman. These are guys who have been kind of backups in other places that end up potentially starting here. Um, and I guess my biggest question about this team is regarding the quarterback play. I'm just not necessarily sold on Jimmy Gray. I mean, we've never really seen it. You know, We've never really seen him have a ton of success. Well, we haven't seen him play a full season. We don't know what he is. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So we don't know what he is, and I don't love the weapons around him. Now, I do think they have the defense will be pretty good. They brought in D Ford. They drafted Nick Bosa, who, by the way, like his brother, is also already hurt. Oh, um, man. Somehow, someway, the Bosa's continually <laughs> find a way. Um, they still have Richard, good old Richard Sherman on the back end. Um, but... <laughs> You know, I, I just don't love a lot about this team. I think the Cardinals, for instance, are a lot more interesting than this team heading into this year. Um, and I would not be surprised if this team ends up the fourth in the division. Yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, there's all the questions around Garoppolo. Like you were saying, we he's played, I, I just looked it up, nine combined games in the last two years. <laughs> so it's he's definitely, you know, got, got the injury concerns there. But I'm with you. I mean, I, I'd love to pick this team as my trendy team. I've got enough of those already, though. So <laughs> I'll stick to them being towards the bottom around five wins or so. Um, it's just, you know, I'd love to see Garoppolo do well. And I like seeing guys, I like seeing guys like Tevin Coleman. And, you know, it kind of reminds me of like a Michael Turner situation where the dude's finally out from behind the starting running back that he can't pass. And I'd love to see him just go off this year for 1500 yards, but I don't know if that's his game or not, you know? So you, you still got him, you got McKinnon, you got, uh, Matt Breida still there. Who knows what, what the situation is in the backfield. And then there's all the question marks at wide receiver, you know, is Marquis Goodwin was the number one guy last year. And now it's Dante Pettis and now it's Pettis isn't performing. It's going to be Debo Samuel. So it's like all these guys are just like, who's the guy, you know, <laughs> I don't know if they have one. So it's uh, it's just a toss up this year with with the 49ers. 
And a year ago, Jack, this was a really trendy pick. Yeah, I picked him as a Yeah, it was a really trendy pick heading it. Yeah, heading into last season and Garoppolo went down. I just I just don't see it feels like maybe they're a year away. Maybe we see what Garoppolo is this year. Um, and then they surround him with some better weapons. I think they'll be okay. I mean, we saw the first two weeks of Garoppolo before he got injured and went, I think it was week three, either week two or week three, he went down with the ACL. And week two, they, I'm looking at their schedule right now. Uh, this is not from memory, by the way, these scores. <laughs> Unlike the Tampa stuff we did last night. <laughs> um <laughs> Okay, so they played a tight game with the Vikings in Minnesota in week one, and then they beat the Lions, who also looked like a solid team at the start of the season. All these teams look solid, and they just went way, 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 way down after Garoppolo went out. I mean, I think that was a demoralizing loss. I think this team's a little better than you guys think. I think they'll be more around an 8-8 eight and eight team, but I so I, I'm not going with them as a trendy team, but I think they're going to be interesting. I want to see the Garoppolo thing. I want to see him healthy. I want to see what he is and we'll find out. It's going to be, I mean, they've invested a lot of money in that guy. And I think John Lynch as a GM has shown some signs of, I wouldn't say brilliance, but I think he, he's shown signs that he could end up being a really good GM. So I kind of like what he's building here. I think that there are some pieces but I'm, I'm not going to the point where I'd pick them as a wild card team or a playoff contender. So I'd say their over under total is eight and a half. I would go under. I think we all would wow. go under. Eight and a half. I, I guess it does feel like that, though. It does feel like a lot of the analysts are kind of higher on this team than, than me and Evan sounded like we were. Um, and I think a lot of people just, I think people think of Garoppolo as a really good quarterback. And I'm just, I just don't think we've seen it yet. So that's my big well, he's question. He's one mark. of the like five or six highest paid quarterbacks in the league. So that must mean he's one of the best, right? <laughs> you would hope, but that has not been the case around the league. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's just, I think this is going to be a team built for the future. And um, it's going to depend on Garoppolo having a healthy year, really getting his targets involved this year. I mean, Kittle's developed into a star without Garoppolo. So. Um, are they going to be on the same page? You know, there's that question. And then uh, Jordan, you brought up Bosa. You know, it's a big dynamic player that they got coming off the end there, but he's already hurt and he's only 21, 22 years old. So um, I think this team will be good. It's just not this year. Okay. So what's your record for them, Jordan? Uh, I, I think they're going to finish fourth in this division. I like them at, oof, they were 4 and 12 a year ago. I mean, Garoppolo's got to be worth one. I'll give him five and 11. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Worth one win. <laughs> okay. I, I'm, the, I'm the same. Five and 11. You know, I like who I liked last year, and he lost his spot. I liked watching C.J. Beathard out of University of Iowa, brother of Tucker Beathard, the country music star. But C.J. Beathard, that guy was kind of fun to watch just because he's so tough and gritty. And he just stood in the pocket two years ago when they were really bad and took a beating before they got Garoppolo. I think he's a solid backup, but I don't even think he's on the roster anymore. Is he? Because <laughs> Nick Mullins emerged as their backup. He might still be there. I'm not. He's sure. the, yeah, he's the, it says he's the third on the depth oh, okay. chart, Jack, behind Mullins. Yeah. 
He, we were talking backup quarterbacks. He's one of the guys I liked. <laughs> <laughs> they did pull out two wins against, well, I guess Denver wasn't very good, but they beat Seattle last yeah. year, like late in that year, which was kind of a wild win. C.J. Beathard uh, almost won at Lambeau, too, when the Packers were looking like a better team in the first half. Stop. I forgot you it were here. Thirty-three thirty. <laughs> I forgot you were sure. Packers fan. That was not a dig. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Right, right. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> okay, Jordan. What do you like about Arizona? You you like them more than San Francisco? What is it about them that you're attracted to? I just think they're going to be a fun team. They might not be very good, um, <laughs> but I think they're going to be a fun team. Um, bringing in a guy like Kyler Murray, I. I'm not a Josh Rosen guy, so I thought, why not? You know, you have that first pick. Um, the quarterback is the most important position. Um, why not take a chance on this guy and see what he can do? He is a very, very good college prospect, in my opinion, coming out for the NFL just because he's also good with his legs. And we've seen a lot of guys in the NFL who can do both things, run and throw, have a lot of success. Um, now, his body isn't necessarily built to take a lot of hits, though, so that could be one question that people have regarding him um but i like this team a lot just because i think the offense is going to be fun to watch i think they brought in the head coach cliff kingsbury who didn't really have success where he coached in college (laughs) um but he's kind of like that that up and coming type they're trying to find their sean McVay essentially um that young guy who can play call and kind of a run and gun type offense and i mean to be quite honest we think kyler murray is a great fit at quarterback for a team that wants to run and gun um, I'm a huge David Johnson guy going into this year. I think a year ago, um, and he's had some injury issues, but, um, when healthy, I mean, he's been a top guy, a top running back in this league. He was healthy back in 2016 and ran for 1,200 yards. Then a year ago, it's hard to take stock in it really because they were so bad, but he almost ran for a thousand yards again. He's very dynamic though. And I think he fits what they want to do offensively really well. He's a guy who can catch a lot of balls. Um, in terms of, I know we talked some fantasy on this throughout. He's like with Zeke's being um, or holding out. He's like a top four back down after the big three of McCaffrey, Kamara, and Barkley. So um, there's a lot of people I think that are really high on him. They still have Larry Fitzgerald there, and who knows? I mean, this might be the best quarterback Larry Fitzgerald's had throwing to him since Kurt who? Warner. Kurt Warner. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's been a while since. Larry's really had a, a legitimate person throwing the football. Carson to him. Palmer was good uh, there for a couple. Yeah, of years. I was gonna, I was gonna say Palmer. Um, <laughs> but regardless, I mean, how old is Larry at this point? Thirty-five <laughs> ish. Um, so you have to wonder how much he has left. But he does have sure hands, so that should be a good veteran target for a young QB like Kyler. Um, and they just have some other players. I know, kind of disappointingly they drafted a receiver who I thought could potentially be a player for them in Hakeem Butler, but I think he's already on the IR with an injury. So that was a potential like number two receiver behind Fitzgerald. Um, but I just think this team's going to be fun. I think they potentially, there's a lot of people that are buying into them in terms of fantasy value with these guys. Cause they think they're going to run and gun. They think they're going to try and be like the, the chiefs and Rams are offensively a little bit. Um, and maybe it doesn't work, but I do think that there's a lot of intriguing things here. And they have some good players on the defensive side of the ball as well. Chandler Jones, a really good guy on the edge, um, or linebacker. I guess they play at 3-4. And then DJ Swearinger, a guy on the back end. Um, they still have Patrick Peterson? No. Where is he? Patrick? He's there. He's suspended. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's what I thought. 
Um, so when he comes back, obviously they have an elite corner as well. So this is a team that um, I don't think they're going to be great <laughs> by any means, but I do think there's a lot of things to just look out for. Um, what were they a year ago? Three and 13. Um, so I, I think, I think offensively they'll be a lot better than they were a year ago. Um, I think they'll be right around kind of where the Niners are. I could see maybe six and 10 for Arizona if all goes well. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's a lot of ifs there. Yeah. That is a lot of ifs. I'm not, I'm not as high as you are on this team, Jordan, but go ahead, Evan. (laughs) No, you want you can go ahead and tackle it, Jack. Well, I just don't, I don't know what Kyler is. He's a, I think he's a bit of a wild card. I mean, he's listed on the Google search at five ten. But I think that really means he's five seven, uh, because <laughs> they always add a couple of inches here. So he's like five seven or five eight. We haven't seen a starting quarterback like that since uh, Russell Wilson. No, but Russell Wilson's listed at five eleven. So he's got next, which means he's five eight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, other than Russell Wilson, who else? I mean, uh, Breeze is really short, but a much different player. Yeah, Doug Flutie. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, don't I know. just I don't know about him. I think I, Fran Tarkenton. <laughs> one thing, I, one thing, it is important to note though. A lot of times when there's these dynamic quarterbacks that can run the football too, they seem to win some games in their rookie season somehow, some way. Takes yeah. a while for you know, once they have tape on them. Yeah, once they have tape on them, it changes. Um, but that could be the type of season where the Cardinals win a couple games early um, until teams start figuring out how to defend Murray. Hmm. Yeah, I, I could see it. I mean, I remember uh, Cam Newton going there to Arizona. Yeah. I think it was his first game his rookie year, and they they won it. It was like a crazy – I remember it came on after the uh, the local Fox game, and it was like, oh, sweet, Cam Newton's leading a drive down the field his rookie year, <laughs> like first game. So it's kind of similar. I mean, obviously different body styles, but, you know, running quarterbacks, mobile quarterbacks, there's no tape on them whatsoever. Um, so, I mean, it could be like that. And I think, too – is there any pressure on this team? No, <laughs> no. That that always seems to help when a team, you know, when a team has high expectations, um, that can sometimes hurt a team. But I don't think anybody really thinks this team's going to be very good. Yeah, but I mean, Jordan, would you use that logic on the Raiders when I was just talking about the Raiders? Uh, no, because they have Derek Carr, <laughs> <laughs> who's been in the league for six years. I just think. If any, if nothing else, I just think this team could potentially be exciting. Yeah, on, I think on the I think so. I think they're going to be a fun watch. I just, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I see them as the the least, uh, the worst team in this division. I, I was trying to put it nicely, but I couldn't. I was like, uh, <laughs> least, it's def- yeah, uh, it's definitely fair. Yeah, it's definitely fair. <laughs> yeah, I think they're right there, five and eleven again. That's what I've got yeah. them at. Um, you know, it's the first team I think we've talked about tonight, like like Jordan brought up, that they don't have a ton of pressure on them. You know, uh, Oakland's got hard knocks following them around. True. Denver's got Flacco coming in. Um, San Fran is, you know, maybe healthier Garoppolo. This is the first team where it's like, we just don't know what, what Kyler Murray's going to do. Um, and you got a bunch of likable guys on the team. You want to see them do well, like Fitzgerald and David Johnson. Um, and they added Terrell Suggs on defense too, which is interesting. So you know it's going to be it's crazy be an interesting team to watch. Yeah, I can't believe that guy's still playing, <laughs> um, but <laughs> he's got to be thirty eight or so. But uh, yeah, I, I think they're right around five and eleven this year with not a ton of pressure, and we'll we'll see all the Kyler we want to see this year. 
And actually, T Sizzles, I think he still has a little something left in the tank. Yeah, I think he does <laughs> I mean, too. Two, I mean, in, back in 2017, he had 11 sacks, and then a year ago, he had seven sacks. And this is a guy who's played no less than 15 games since 2012. So he's a guy, Remarkable. even though he's aged, he's very durable. Um, so yeah, I think that, that potentially could quietly be a nice little signing for them. Yeah, I think so too. I just think it's crazy that he's not going to be in a Baltimore uniform because it seemed like, you know, you pass the torch from Ray Lewis to Terrell Suggs and Ray Lewis was a Raven for lifer. So you would think that would be the case with Suggs. It's just, it's weird. It is kind of weird. I would agree. But okay, intriguing. So I, they're at five and a half. I would go under. I'd say they're around four or five win team. They're going to get to six. I'm taking you over. Oh, man. <laughs> Had to do it. <laughs> I'll, I'll go under. Five and 11 right there. Okay. Let's talk about the Seattle Seahawks. Guys, I have picked out a theme song for them this oh, no. season. Oh, boy. Uh-oh. There's about a 10 to 20% chance that Jordan knows this song. <laughs> and I'd say there's about a 0% chance that Evan knows this song because it's a country <laughs> song. Oh, man. It is Goodbye Earl by the Dixie Chicks. I'd have to hear it. <laughs> There's no way I, I, I would know it Well, that's good. Name. I've got it queued up and ready to go. Oh, here we go. Take them long to decide that Earl had to die. Goodbye, Earl. Do you get the joke? <laughs> yeah, I get it. Earl Thomas. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah, he's gone now. He's gone. So. <laughs> Jack, let's, fly, let's he's gone. Goodbye, Jack, Earl. Let's flip it around here and let you break down the Seahawks to open it up. <laughs> okay. You got the theme song. Let's do it. Already. Yeah, I got the theme song. Okay. So I like the Seahawks. I was ready to write them off last year. I think I had them as like a six or seven win team. And Pete Carroll pulled off his next act of brilliance. He drafted a new squad, brought in a good offensive line to protect Russell better. And they had proved to be a good team uh, to the point that you and I both, Jordan, picked them to win a road playoff game last year in Dallas. We both were expecting uh, a big performance from Russell Wilson. And while he did not... I would not say they played badly. We were just were not prepared for Dak to outplay him. We were thought Russell was, you know, going to win that game. And maybe maybe they're not the greatest road playoff team, but it's a good team. Drafted a lot of new they replaced that whole core and now Earl's gone. Uh <laughs> who's even left from that defense, Evan? Do you know? <laughs> I think Bobby, Bobby, Bobby the original core. Bobby. Yeah, I think yeah. Bobby's still there. Yeah. Other than that. Was KJ uh, Wright a part of that team too? He might have been. Gosh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I just think of the big guys, the Richard Shermans right. and Cam Chancellor and Earl Thomas and uh Who they Man, there was a uh, uh, Cliff Averill. Who was the other corner they had too? Was it Brandon Browner? Byron they Maxwell. Brandon Browner. Or yes, yes, Browner. Yes. Yeah. yeah, and look what Pete Carroll did. He proved that he can replace those guys, and they had a good year last year. It wasn't. I'm not saying it was Legion of Boom good defense, but it was a good team, and so. I was ready to write them off, and I'm not going to do that this year. I think they're still a good team. 
Um, and Jack, I'm completely with you. Um, I have to come clean here. I <laughs> I thought Russell Wilson was heavily overrated when he was the quarterback of those teams with the really good defense, as early, at least early in his career. And he's could just completely proven me wrong in every aspect as his career has gone <laughs> on. Um, he's won double-digit games in now, what, six of his seven seasons? It's just absolutely ridiculous. Wow. And, I mean, let's be real, guys. These past couple of years, like, they haven't been great teams that Wilson's been leading either. And they don't really – or at least they haven't done a great job year in, year out. And I think I do like it a little bit this year. Um, but surrounding him with great pieces either. It's like, who's Wilson throwing to? Is it still Doug Baldwin? Is it, uh, is it Lockett? Uh, I like Lockett. I think Lockett's a little underrated. I do as well, and I think – He's a potential fantasy guy this year because Baldwin's out of the picture now, I believe, right? Yep. Yeah, he retired. Yep. So Yeah, but if you here's the thing, if you if you ever had Doug Baldwin in fantasy, you see that Russell just throws it to everyone. Like he's there's not one receiver mm-hmm. that is continuously getting a hundred each week. I would agree. Um but on the the Wilson point, I just think guy I just think he's elite. I think he's truly an elite quarterback. <laughs> he's worked his way and I I, I was just completely wrong on him <laughs> in a way. I, I feel like I haven't been completely wrong on that many guys over the years. Um, and along with that, he's been so durable. Seven seasons, he's played 16 in all seven. Um, so when you have a quarterback like that, and I, Jack, you were talking about how they were able to kind of rebuild this defense. I think the way you're able to continue to win ball games when you're rebuilding a defense like that, you have elite quarterback play, and that's exactly what Russell Wilson's provided them with. Um Last year, I did not think that team was good enough to win 10 games, and they ended up winning 10. Um, I really like their backfield this year. Chris Carson, he's a guy who I think is going to be a really, really good running back for them. He's a guy who can catch balls as well. Um, Another fantasy guy that I think a lot of people will like this year. Um, And I just think their defense, like you said, Jay, I think it's a revamp now. Wilson's held it off long enough to where they were able to maintain their success, and now – um, now that defense is back to where I think it could be pretty dang good. So there's a lot to like here. Um, I don't think they're going to win the division, um, but I can see them winning 10 games again. Yeah, I think you bring up a lot of good points, Jordan. Um, I'm, I'm similar. I want to echo you in, in the Russell Wilson talk. Uh, I, I used to write that guy off too, and I think part <laughs> of it stems from my hatred towards Seattle, just being a Packers fan. Um, <laughs> I mean, especially after the uh, the one Monday night game, which I don't want to get into, the Phil Mary. Um, <laughs> anyway, still bitter about that. But <laughs> I, I like Russell a lot. I mean, the dude is, uh, he's put the team on his back the past couple of years, even with a bad defense. And we knew it was coming. They had to make a decision if they were going to retain more defensive guys or let Russ walk um, after, this, after the Super Bowl runs. And, you know, I think they made the right choice. They held on to Russell. Like you said, they've bought some time, and um, they've got a defense in place now, and it's just going to be up to everything clicking at the same time, people staying staying injury-free. They're already dealing with a couple guys banged up, um, but I, I really think that this this could be a team that pushes for another wild-card spot, and they're just kind of a perennial playoff team at this point. Just every year it seems like they're in the mix, which is uh, – you, know, you got to be happy as a Seattle fan for that. And Jack, before you jump back in, I think the way they've done this too is they ex- they kept that defense as long as they possibly could with Wilson on the rookie deal, 
And now he finally gets paid, and now they have a ton of young guys on the defense. But it ended up working out. Yeah. It was a really, really good job by their front office. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. it's just extended their window of potentially year in, year out being a playoff team. Because um, now I think towards the end of his deal, he's he might be the highest paid quarterback in the league now. <laughs> Uh, yeah, he just got it. He got a new one. Yeah, he too. just got the new deal, and I think, yeah, I think he's going to be right around the highest paid QB in the league now. So it was just really, really good work by their front office. And I mean, this is a team that year in year out is winning football games consistently. Yeah, I mean, this is kind of the blueprint, right, guys? I feel like with a front office and in, in NFL in today's age, I mean, it's like it's all you try to hit first on the young rookie quarterback on the rookie deal with a good defense, like. You know, you see Chicago doing that and Philly and L.A., some of these teams. But, like, Seattle's been able to work around it where they've been able to, like you said, retain their quarterback. They paid him a lot, obviously, to stay there. But, you know, they get the defense kind of back in place now. And they've been able to stay in the playoff discussion all throughout. And, obviously, you know, any, any blueprint should have a championship involved in it. And they had one a few years back. And they don't have one recently. Um, but, you know, I, I think it's kind of this is the direction that a lot of teams are trying to go with now with negotiate or navigating the, the rookie deals and balancing out the defense with it and, and all that goes involved with that. And along with that too, the key, I mean, they won the Super Bowl, and we just talked about how many guys are left from that defense. So they didn't feel the need to keep these guys, you know, towards the late years of their career on big contracts. So they right. cut ties with those guys. They're able to replace them with younger talent, and that's what enables you be able to pay the quarterback but still compete at a high level exactly yeah great points from both of you too and they're at eight and a half they seem like a pretty safe over right i would go over wow are they the same yeah. as the niners yeah <laughs> it's weird it's really weird. <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm gonna go over yeah i'm over i think they're uh nine or ten right around there i have them at ten ten and six yeah Ten and six gets them a wild card. No, wild card number two. I gave one to the Cowboys and I gave one to the Seahawks. Nice. So you, that's so interesting. You don't have a wild card out of the NFC North. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, you better have the right team coming out of there. Oh no, I. <laughs> you did not. I did switch, switch that up. Yeah. <laughs> My logic with the NFC North was I viewed it a little bit as the NL Central where I'm like these all these teams are pretty good but I don't I think they might beat each other up a bit I don't think that uh there's going to be now football doesn't work the way where you can feast on a team like the Marlins in the NL East or (laughs) you know whomever it may be because it's different but I just don't think I don't think any of those teams are going to end up I don't think it's going to be a situation where three of those teams are all at 10 wins. I think it'll be where maybe 10 and six can even win you the division in the NFC North, but none of those teams are going to be bad. I would agree. Fair enough. Yeah. Good but I, I, I guess I don't agree. <laughs> <laughs> you agree with my logic. I agree with your logic, but I do not agree with how the teams will end up performing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so yeah, that's where I'm at. You guys both, do you guys both have them as a wild card team? I do. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'll put them in. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's talk about this last team and then let's talk about what we see the playoffs potentially looking like. Uh, so it sounds like we all are going 
LA Rams as the division champs. That is correct. Yes. <laughs> Evan, how do they bounce back from that Super Bowl loss? Because we've seen teams. Uh, not quite as much recently. It seems like the Super Bowl losers have followed up and gone back and made the playoffs the next year. But I remember last decade, there was a stretch of like seven out of eight mm-hmm. Super Bowl losers did not make the playoffs the next year. So how did they not fall victim to that? I think, um, and I may not be answering this directly, but I think they're wise beyond their years with who they've got in place. And I know it's easier to say with a young coach like McVay, but he's, I mean, he, he's he got so much, it seems like he's got so much experience already and he's still in his 30s. Same with Goff. I really, I think he's a very mature quarterback. Um, he still pushes the issue sometimes too much, but I, I like his leadership overall as well as McVay's. And, you know, you've got Donald on the defense still, arguably one of the best players in the NFL right now, just all around. Um, You know, I just think that combined with the division they're playing in, I'm not too high on, like, we, you know, we just talked about the bottom teams. I think they can get four wins against those teams. So I think all of that kind of combines, you know, the the leadership, the uh, maturity, and, um, you know, just overall playing in in a good setting i think that gets them back to the playoffs and um maybe not in a super bowl again but they're going to be pretty close this to me with this team feels like the year that they have to make the big the what they the moves they made a year ago were pretty much we have to win now type moves a lot of the guys they ended up bringing in when you bring in guys like a keep to leave marcus peters you pay Gurley the big money Brandon Cooks is a really expensive wide receiver contract. I mean, these are contracts that down the road could really end up hurting this team. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just feels like they're, they're kind of in an all-in mode right now with Goff on the rookie deal. Um, this is the last year that Goff will pay, get paid under 20 mil. Next year's cap jumps to 22 mil in that last year of the rookie deal. And then they're going to have to pay him the big money. Um, so it feels like this is kind of their window, um, especially with the way the division is. It's a pretty weak division apart from the the Seahawks um, to me, I think they're good enough to win this division again this year. I offensively, I wouldn't be surprised if they took a step back. They were such a good, I mean, behind the chiefs, this was probably the second best yeah. offense in the league a year ago. Yeah. Um, one big thing is they did lose Cooper cup in the middle of that year to a torn ACL. He's back and he was quietly Jared Goff's pretty much favorite target in the past game before that injury occurred. Um, and Goff kind of struggled a little bit. Or he wasn't necessarily as good after Cup went down. So I do think having him back could be a big thing in the past game. Um, and I think this offense will be up there again in terms of performance. But I wouldn't be surprised if they take a step down. Todd Gurley's knees could potentially be an issue. Um, I know there's been talk in camp about maybe limiting his workload. Um, and maybe how healthy those knees are. Because, guys, I was watching those playoff games last year. And Gurley's standing on the sidelines while we're watching C.J. Anderson get crucial carries in his team. And it's like, what are you doing? And then Gurley would come in for, you know, three three to five carries. And it's like, if he's healthy enough, why is he not in the backfield? It was a really confusing situation. Um, but I think that could be potentially where this offense slows down a little bit. If Gurley's not healthy, um, I don't think their run game is going to be as good as it was a year ago. Defensively, I think there's a ton to like on this team. A ton of great players. You touched on Aaron Donald. I... 
I mean, I'm I'm a fan of the Talib and Peters cornerback <laughs> set. Um, now, are they as good as maybe they once were? Probably not, but they're still two guys who can play really good corner at the at, when they're at their best. They have Eric Weddle on the backside. I mean, this team seems to pick up all these scraps from other Clay teams. Matthews, too, by the way. Clay Matthews. I was just getting there. Dante <laughs> yep. Fowler Jr., who was a third overall pick for the Jags. They kind of took him from them a year ago. Um, so there's a lot of talent on this defense. It's a lot of guys who, if they're playing at their best, this is a scary, scary defense. Um, so I just think it's a pretty complete team. And I think, you know, they, like Evan said, I think they take advantage of the two weaker teams in the division. I like this team to win 11 to 12 games this year. And quietly, Jack, before we move on, they did also sign Bortles as their backup quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> that were four who four. surprisingly did not play at Northwestern. <laughs> he did not. He did not. I'm glad he didn't, by the way. <laughs> he might have won them a natty. <laughs> yeah, I'm just kidding. I don't know. That was uh, the Kane Coulter era, and Kane was pretty great. Ooh. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> so, yeah, the Rams, uh, there's not much more I can add. I think this is a really, really, really good team. Their over under total is 10. I think we'd all. We all are on board to go over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Would you guys agree that this is kind of their window, though? It feels yeah, like yeah. if it doesn't work out this year, you're going to see some serious changes. Not coaching-wise and not at the quarterback position, but I think in terms of their roster, I think their roster can look a lot different. Yeah, for sure. I mean, they're going all in defensively, like you said. A lot of these guys are in the second half of their prime or second half of their career with – you know, Matthews, Tlaib, Peters is getting that way. So I think Peters it's isn't that right old, now. though. He's not that old. You're it right. It feels like he is. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess he's been good for so long, yeah. you know. But, um, yeah, I mean, they're they're all in now. And it's Peters it's is the, 26, by the way, guys. All right. All right. So <laughs> I was wrong there. <laughs> so I guess maybe his the, the troubling effect that he had in Kansas City makes him feel like he should exactly. be older. Yes. Than 26. Okay, fair enough. Well, How see, I think that then? makes it seem like, wow, that guy is Tlaib's like... 33, so there we go. Yeah, Tlaib fair is, enough. of okay. course, because okay. he's been around a long time. Their window is now. It's like, you know, when you, you got to find the time when you can get a guy that's effective on his rookie uh, quarterback deal with a defense like this one now, that's kind of the the secret recipe that a lot of teams are chasing in the NFL now. Um, and I think they've got it right now. But like like you're saying, Jordan, they've got maybe one or two years before they got to make some decisions if they're going to just blow everything up defensively and try to start over with new guys or and then keep Goff, or do they let go of Goff and retain some of these guys? And I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see. But their window is definitely now. Yeah, and I think one thing to note here, too, is what's going on with Melvin Gordon and Zeke. I think the Gurley deal kind of hurt those two running backs in a way mm-hmm. um, just because he's, what, year one? This is going to be year two into that monster deal, and he's under contract to like, 2023, 2024, right. and he's already having knee issues. So right. that might have actually ended up hurting those other two running backs into potentially getting their monster deal. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm totally with, and this could be another. This could be another topic, but I'm totally against the idea of paying a running back big time money like that because it, more often than not, doesn't it doesn't work out. I mean, you get the generational guys that can play into a second contract or a third contract, but we're seeing it with Gurley now. Obviously, something is not right with him. It wasn't last year. They they traded up to draft Daryl Henderson this year. 
um, who's another fantasy sleeper among yep. some people. Yep. So, you know, it's, there's there's a lot of question marks there if they spent that money wisely or not. And uh, I, I think this will be this will be an interesting year to see just how healthy Gurley is come week one. And even the best running backs, like even if you give them that money, if they don't have anyone to run block for them, they're toast because they're going to get hurt eventually. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I think especially one like it helps that like a guy like Ezekiel Elliott and I guess Melvin Gordon to an extent, those guys are so um, dynamic. So guys, running backs are really effective in the pass game, too. Those are the ones maybe you feel more comfortable, you know, giving those big deals to. Well, I mean, the the Cowboys have like the best offensive line in the league. They do. Though. Yeah, they do. So um, that would be my counter to that. But very continue. true. Yeah. Um, and I guess the only other thing is, I mean, look at how many quarterback contracts are hampering teams around the league. So running back, which is seen as literally the least, um, how do I put this? The, the least prized almost, uh, position in football where teams are just so scared to pay these guys. And I think maybe the girly deal was the one that kind of set that fire. Maybe the most yeah. interchangeable position. There you go. Yeah. That's, For a, sure. that's a good, yeah, that's a good, one. it seems like every year there's rookies that are coming into the league and having success in the backfield. Yeah. It's, it's the one, the one position I feel like you can see an immediate impact out of a rookie, maybe like some safeties here and there, but even that's rare. I think, you know, wide receivers take some time, quarterbacks take some time, running backs, they can come into the league. They can be ready to play right there. Uh, you know, week one game one of their career. Okay, fellas, let's talk about the playoffs. We've gone, Jordan and I have gone on this long journey. We're about seven or eight hours into our, uh, preview series. And it's time to talk about our playoff projections. This won't take too long, but Evan, since you're joining us tonight, it's only fair that we give you a chance. If you want to share some of your division winners, you don't have to share all of them, but uh, <laughs> go ahead. If you share what playoff teams you got, I turn it over to you. Sure. Well, here's a shocker. AFC East. I think the Patriots will come out with that one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> going out on a limb. Right, right. No, I think I think um, you know, bold Pats, move, Cotton. Right, right. <laughs> Pat Steelers. I like the Steelers this year. Um, Chargers, and then the South is just so weird this year. But probably Houston. Wild cards. Uh, in the AFC, I think it's going to be. Um, I think it's going to be the Chiefs and the Broncos, both from the West. Whoa. Yeah. Broncos, there you go. Yeah, so that's a sleeper. Yeah. Spice things up a bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. In the NFC, so. you've got. Yeah, in the NFC, I think Dallas comes out with the East. Um, I think Zeke gets signed this next week here, and and they're all ready to go, and everyone's happy. Um, in the North, gosh, <sighs> I can't say it. So Packers win the North. <laughs> um, but the Bears are a wild card. <laughs> and then in the South, um, I'll be a crazy. I'll go Tampa Bay there. Why not? <laughs> Worst to first. <laughs> and the West, I got the, the Rams and the Seahawks. All right. There we go. So uh, let's recap our picks, Jordan. Going back to the first episode we did, we both took the Patriots. Yep. And then... I took. We'll we'll do a. We'll go through AFC first. I took uh, Patriots, Steelers. I did the Jaguars. I did the Chiefs, and then I got the Chargers and Texans as my wild card teams. 
And then I've got the Pats, the Steelers, the Jags, and the Chiefs, and then Chargers and Jags as my uh, – oh, did I say Jags? Sorry, Titans division winner, Jags wild card. Yeah. Jags and Chargers wild cards. So we have one playoff team different in the AFC. I went Texans, you went Titans. Yes. Okay. Now in the NFC, I went with the Eagles as the division champs, the Cowboys as a wild card, had the Vikings in the north, in the south, I went with the Saints, in the west tonight, I went with the... Oh my goodness, the Rams that we just <laughs> talked about. <laughs> and then the Seahawks as a wild card. So Seahawks and Cowboys as my wild cards. I had the Eagles, the Packers, the Saints, and the Rams. I'm not sold Zeke's going to be back for week one. I, <laughs> I think the, the Bears and the Seahawks as my team, my two wild cards. Okay, so I was the only one of us to go with the Vikings as a playoff team of the three of us. Now, CJ was also high on the Vikings, so that'll be an interesting point of contention here as we talk about the playoffs. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, so let's. here's what we're going to do. We're not going to talk about who's going to win wild card weekend or the divisional round or anything like that. We're going to skip ahead to the final four. And this is what we did on our baseball podcast, Jordan. So AFC final two teams, NFC final two teams. Evan, who are your final two teams in the AFC? Uh, In the AFC, I've got the Pats and the Chargers. Ooh. I have the Pats and Chiefs. Man, I'm, I'm having a tough one here. Patriots and either the Steelers or the Chiefs. And I said two think, roses, three teams. Yeah. <laughs> Evan didn't even hear all of our bachelor jokes from last I think, night. I think Jack used that exact same analogy last night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, man, this is tough. I'll go. All right. I'm going to go Patriots and Chiefs because I, I don't want to be a homer. <laughs> On the NFC side, Evan, who are your top two? Uh, the Packers and the LA Rams. Um, I'm struggling with the NFC a little bit. I like the Eagles and Saints. I'm going Rams and Vikings. Wow. Nice. All right, so we're all spread across the board there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's good. Lots of lots of different parts, uh, interchangeable parts. Okay, so for your Super Bowl, Evan, who are your teams? All right, so um, let's see here. I'm just gonna go crazy, and I'll say the the Packers get it done in the NFC. Uh, no bias there. And uh, <laughs> in the AFC, I would love to see Rogers Brady. Um, it's too good to be true, though, right? We're never going to see I know, it. so i got to go with the Chargers then. Chargers-Packers, that's the Super Bowl matchup right there. I'm going to go for the monster quarterback matchup. I'm going to go with the Brady-Breeze matchup. Yeah, that's also mm-hmm. too good to be true, right? It, it, it could be, but I'm not sold it's not. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> so I'm hoping. I, I think that could potentially be the matchup. And then 
following that, it would be so interesting to see in terms of careers. Whoever won it, where would they go? Yeah. Would that be it? It could be the end. Yeah, two guys in one game. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. All right. I'm going to go. I do not have the Patriots just because I think it's just so hard. They've been in three straight Super Bowls. I think they're going to have a bad bounce this year. It's just who goes to four straight Super Bowls other than the Buffalo Bills? <laughs> Chase. If anybody did, I would put my money on Belichick and Brady. Yeah. And, you know, True. I pick them every year. And I just think oh, that's so tough. They haven't repeated. No one has repeated since they did in 03 to 04. So I just, I'm not seeing it. I just, uh, I'm going to go with the Chiefs in the AFC. And mm-hmm. in the NFC, this is tough. Do I want to double down on Minnesota like I did last year? Screw it. I'll, I'll no, no, I, I can't do it. <laughs> You're about ready. You're about I, ready. Yeah, what happened? I don't know. I I'll go. I'll go Rams and Chiefs. Nice. And then we get a fifty-two to forty. Yeah, talk about play, a right? shootout. <laughs> <laughs> Truth be told, I think that's too much scoring in an NFL game. I want to see some defense. Now, if you get that many points and they're like defensive plays being made, or I don't. I don't really know. Maybe. Well, Jack, that was the that was the only stop that is happening in that game. It's like a pick six or a fumble recovery yeah. for six. Yeah, I don't I don't like that all that much. It's a little bit like the juice baseballs. I like I want to see a little bit of defense, but maybe it'll be a little different this year because both teams have upped their defense in some way, shape, or form. Fair enough. I think all three of our matchups could happen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Evan, who you, who's winning it? You got Packers and Chargers. Yeah, every year I pick the Packers to win it, and I'm not going to jinx them this year. So the Chargers win the Super Bowl <laughs> <laughs> over the Packers. They take their they take their run through StubHub Field or whatever it is in the AFC to get to the <laughs> Super Bowl, and then they beat the Packers there. Um, great run for Rodgers, but it comes up short, and Phil gets his championship. Where is Super Bowl this year? It's a good question. I think it's in Hard Miami. Rock Stadium. Yeah, Miami. Miami. With Jay Z as your halftime act. Right. <laughs> what is how, what is the weather like in Miami? And is, it's not a dome, right? Well, you know, no. it is not a dome. And I remember that the Bears Colts Super Bowl was there, and there was a little bit of rain. Yeah, it was pretty nasty. I remember uh, where they had this. Is it like fifty sixties? Yeah, it's it's over sixty. Okay. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say if, if Breeze is going into a frozen tundra in Miami, <laughs> they, not gonna the be term very frozen does not exist in Miami. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> we have that polar vertex or whatever here in the Midwest, and I have friends who are in Jacksonville, and they're one of my friends, and she was just like, "What? It's that cold? Like it's sixty here? Like she couldn't believe me." <laughs> Lucky. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> okay, so you've got this game in Miami, Breeze versus Brady. Who wins? I think I think the Saints have a little bit of a revenge tour in the playoffs. I'm going to go with Breeze, and then he calls it quits. That would be a great story. I don't really like the odds of the revenge tour as much just because I don't like the way they handled their loss last year. It was too much whining. I, I That's not a good sign to me. 
I don't think that's a sign of a revenge tour. I think you just suck it up and you say, all right, we're going to take you down next year. It's fair, but I do think the call maybe was worthwhile to create that kind of outroar because it literally, it like some calls, you know, alter games a little bit. That call literally costed them. I don't know about that. That's a conversation for another day. But <laughs> yes, in terms of is. latency, like that was as blatant a like missed call as it gets. So we agree there. Yes, I would. Agree. Okay, so I've got. The Chiefs and the Rams. How do I like this matchup going? Man. I'm going to go with the Rams. I think we see an NFC team this year. Nice. Yeah. I think I just, I don't know. I'm seeing which team I feel the most confident in, just as saying throughout the year as my Super Bowl pick. I think the there could be a little bit, I don't want to say hangover effect for the Chiefs because they didn't get to the Super Bowl, they didn't win the Super Bowl, but I just see a little bit more regression there, so I think I feel safer about the Rams pick than any other pick. Fair enough. No, I like that, yeah. I think they'd be one of the first teams, too, to lose the Super Bowl before the year and then go on to win it Yeah, the that would year. be two teams in a row to do that, too, which would be crazy. Right, yeah, the Patriots and them. I think those are like the only two maybe ever. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Man, and that that was it. We did it. We previewed this entire NFL season. I should say get, greetings to everyone who's listening to this car in their snowstorm in December right now as they're driving home for the holidays. I know people are doing that right now. Thinking Jordan is just an absolute idiot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they're the same thing about Jack. They're just like, oh my gosh, Jack just needs These to stick to have, baseball. Baseball These is... guys have no idea what they were saying. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, that was fun. Uh, do you guys want to throw in any MVP picks or anything else like that? I think Evan might have a couple of those. Uh, I actually think Rodgers, if the Packers do win the division, I think Rodgers will be the NFL MVP. Yep, I concur. <laughs> <laughs> I want to look at my division winners because then I got to pick a quarterback from one of my division winners, right? Isn't that how it works? Pretty much. <laughs> Um, Wentz, no. Mm, he might not be healthy. <sighs> Breeze, uh, I don't know. What about Jared Goff? What if he's the guy that takes that leap this year? Could be. Could be. Is, is that crazy or is that, I mean, he's good. He's good and he's in a good situation. Yeah. I mean, he was kind of in contention until he fell off a little bit towards the end of the year a year ago. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Goff, I would not say Kirk Cousins, even though I love Kirk Cousins. <laughs> <laughs> Brady could be in there again. <laughs> um, Nick Foles is your MVP. No chance. <laughs> Negative chance. I'd have to go 16 and 0. <laughs> 16 and <laughs> Bortles. What if Bortles leads the Rams to the to the Super Bowl? We have lost it. What if he does? <laughs> the pod has derailed. <laughs> just imagine that. It's like okay, we've got uh, the Jaguars just picked up the ultimate backup who is doing this, and Bortles could do it all along. It'd be so funny and so Jaguar. 
<laughs> Vintage. Oh my goodness. Jared Goff, please stay healthy after I said all of this. <laughs> all right, guys. I think we're done. This was we fun. Are. This was a lot of fun. Evan, thank you so much for joining us tonight to talk some NFL. I'm looking forward to playing with you in the Jack Vita Show Podcasters League. We're going to have to provide updates along the way to tell people <laughs> how the podcasters are doing. What are you most looking forward to about having football back? I just can't wait. I mean, I, I had a lot of fun with it last year. Um, you know, it's it's funny. Once, once you get out of school, your Sundays are much more free and stress-free. And uh, I, I enjoy yeah. just <laughs> being able to sit down on a Sunday afternoon uh, you know, I got my laptop in front of me with my fantasy stats. I got a game on in front of me watching, you know, watching an actual game. So just watching all that, um, just having it back on every Sunday. I think it's something that, um, you know, we're always going to look back on the NFL and think of the Sundays that we spent watching football. And it was just, it's just kind of a staple, you know, in a lot of our lives. And um, that's really what I'm, I'm looking forward to is just having that consistency back each week, even though it's a short season and, uh, you know, watching the Packers make a deep run. So <laughs> <laughs> we will see. So Evan, uh, before we get you out of here, what would you like to promote while you're here? What, what do you got? Social media, anything of that nature? You want to tell people listen to this podcast or another podcast? What is no, it? No, yeah, social media for sure. Um, you know, it's it's uh, Evan underscore on underscore Earth ninety six. That's my Twitter. Uh, my Twitter social media. That's a. I love that Twitter handle, by the way. That's a great yeah. one. Well, you came up with it, so <laughs> <laughs> that would be why he likes it so much. <laughs> but yeah, follow me on there if you want any more uh, polarizing hot takes and you know Darwin Thompson love and Tampa Bay Buccaneers <laughs> love, and <laughs> that's where you'll find it all there. Um, but yeah, other than that, you know, it's uh, it's been great being on the show, and appreciate you guys. Uh, you know, allowing me to, to come on here. It's good to get back on um, and uh, look forward to uh, beating you guys in some fantasy football this year. <laughs> the, looking forward to uh, playing against you, Evan. <laughs> uh, we going to do college basketball this year. We going to do a college basketball preview show. You want to put something together for that in a couple months? Dude, let's do it. I'm down for it. Cannot yes, wait. Me neither. It'll be a lot of fun. Go Valpo. <laughs> All right, Evan. Thank you so much, man. Thanks, guys. Talk to yeah. you soon. Appreciate it, Jack and Jordan. Jordan, we made it. We did this whole thing. Felt like a marathon <laughs> towards the end, Jack. <laughs> Laps three and four ended up grinds down the stretch. But yes, yeah. we did make it. Feels we good ended to- up just having so much fun on these that we just kept staying and going off the rails exactly, and talking yeah. about random yeah, stuff. Yeah, the conversation on the first couple was very precise. <laughs> Um, and then as the third and fourth one came along, we kind of, we started to joke a little bit more, but had a lot of fun with it. And again, Jack, thanks a ton for having me. You've had me on all four episodes. Um, it was a ton of fun and hopefully some of our predictions this year, right? Oh my goodness, Jordan. Thank you so much for helping me out along the way. And also I want to give a big thank you to all of our guests. We got some great guests who came on and contributed a lot a lot and i mean a lot they did a great fabulous job 
it was so much fun catching up with them and hearing a wide variety of opinions on NFL season. And I hope I hope the listeners appreciate the different perspectives because when I like what I look for in good sports talk is objectivity and multiple perspectives. People who disagree with me and do so in a civil fashion. You know, people aren't going to yell at each other, but they're going to have a good time and you're going to hear a wide variety of viewpoints. And so I'm glad we got, you know, a Bills fan, a Bengals fan, a Jaguars fan, a Titans fan. These are not the typical fan bases that you hear from. And I hope people appreciate that because that I thought it was I thought it was a lot of fun. Yeah, I think it brings in just such a different aspect than you hear probably on the standard preseason NFL podcast. So shout out to you, Jack. Nice job finding good <laughs> guests. And yeah, I thought all four of them did a fantastic job. Well, thank you so much, Jordan. I uh, really appreciated your help along the way. Uh, is there, before we go, what are we going to preview next? <laughs> Me and you? Uh, yeah. oof. I mean... I'm always down to talk baseball, so that's always as the yeah, as October yeah, as October comes along, that could be a potential one. And if not, I'm sure I'll be back around for the NBA pods. <laughs> that might be Evans, though. Oh, we'll fair see. enough. Well, me and Evans can yeah. do it together. We're a nice little trio. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll see. Yeah. It'll be interesting. Well, yeah, we'll preview something. It could be a movie. It could be a TV I might not be show. your best one for a movie. <laughs> I don't see too many movies. Anytime I'm watching anything, it's normally a sporting event. <laughs> well, it, this was so much fun, Jordan. Is there anything that you would like to promote social media wise uh before i say goodbye to you uh just my twitter at real j morandini and apart from that jack we're good to go awesome thank you so much jordan this was a this was so much fun and i truly truly appreciate your help because i could not have done this without you no problem jack thanks again this concludes jack and jordan's nfl preview i hope you all enjoyed listening to this if you're new to the podcast and you just came around to hear some NFL preview stuff, stick around. We've got so much coming up this season. I look forward to having potentially a new guest with me each week to recap NFL games, uh, either once a week or once every two weeks. And there will be plenty of baseball talk along the way with the pennant race heating up in both the National and American League. So there's so much to talk about as we head into this fall. And I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to Northwestern football. We've got so much to look forward to. So hit subscribe and leave a five-star rating and review on iTunes. That does a lot of good for the podcast. Thank you so much to everyone who listened. Until next time, I'm Jack Vita. Bring in the dancing lobsters. (laughs) 